Hey guys, my guest for you today is Trinidad Deleuze. She's one of my old business partners where uh, we used to do events back in the day here in Bali. So it's really amazing to have her on. We were just catching up. I uh, haven't seen her since a year ago, since we uh, led this uh, spiritual business accelerator retreat. It's a crazy story, more on that later. Um, but yeah, she had one of the most insane stories uh, with everything crazy that was going on in the world, she ended up with less than $300 in her bank account. And from that, she ended up getting stuck in Costa Rica with no money, no sources of income. And she was able to turn that into $10,000 in profit in less than 30 days. So if you're somebody that is going through some hard stuff right now financially and you have no idea how you're actually going to dig yourself out. We go over exactly how she did it and more so the mindset that it took for her to actually succeed. So guys, hopefully you guys enjoy this. Um, make sure you leave a review on iTunes and I will see you guys after the intro. See you guys later. Is that is that where you live? Yeah, exactly. That's kind of. Do you, what it do you is. live in that? Uh, wh where where are you I'm right now? I'm living in Costa Rica right now. I thought you were in like. Did you see this? Yeah. Do you like live on that hammock? I'm in a treehouse. No way. How did you end up in Costa Rica from Netherlands? Because I, I was. On that I thought you were in the Netherlands the entire time. Yeah, so I was in um, the Netherlands, yeah. and then um, I was only there. I could only be there for ninety days. Mm -hmm. um, I'm just gonna try to talk slower because I think that'll probably be better. Um, so I was in the Netherlands for ninety days from like November, and then I had to leave, and I had to just go back to the states. Um, With Yuri, or is, is and then what happened was um, February. Is uh yeah, is Yuri is Yuri with you in uh, Costa Rica or is he still in the Netherlands? Yeah, he's here. So I think what would be better for us, Mike, is if we turned off our video. I think then we could get really good voice. Okay. We both turned off our. I'll video. turn off my video yeah, too. I found, yeah, I found out that like it does much better when I, um, have video off. Is that? better you yeah it's me, better right yeah way better so we, if we just keep our video off and i turned off all my other devices we're just gonna do um, audio it'll just sound better. because her video yeah. is like really bad yeah so yeah. we could just like yeah what what happened better? it should sound better yeah, yeah it sounds better so so what happened um because like i i only see what what's on facebook feeds sometimes when i'm on so i kind of got like a snapshot maybe the gist of it. yeah the gist of it but yeah, let me tell you about the craziness that happened okay <laughs> so i don't know if you remember when we were in spain um yordi had a gym so mm -hmm. um he had a gym that he had built up for like seven years mm -hmm. um was it seven years yordi yes seven years and so um here's backstory you know, Mike and I were in Spain. We did this thing called ecstatic awakening. I met a guy named Yordi and I fell in love with him. And then, um, then what happened was my queen. Yeah. <laughs> my queen, you are my queen. <laughs> <laughs> my 
that's what he said. I'm like, damn. That? <laughs> that was an epic night. <laughs> that's so funny. Oh my God, that was such a great night. Anyways, so I go to the Netherlands. He still has his gym, but his gym, they were demolishing his gym to build a new like comp- apartment complex what? or something. Yeah, and so he had a contract with the landowners until like November 2020. But this guy, the land developer was like, nah, we're destroying your gym. You got to get out. <laughs> what? And so, yeah, it was pretty wild. And then while I was with him, we were kind of like, should we just start a new gym? And then he told a couple friends and somebody was like, oh, I have this extra space. And it was this perfect, it was smaller than his current gym, but it was perfect. And so we were going to do some kind of like animal movements. We were going to call it like monkey movement or something. And we were going to add like yoga and meditation and breath work to it. And so we were like, let's just build this out. And then um, I had to leave after 90 days. And then we were kind of undecided. We were like, do we want to build out another gym? Because he was trying to get away from the, like, um, a brick and mortar. And Yordi's dream was to, like, travel the world. And I was already doing that as a digital nomad. And so then we were both kind of like, do we want to be stuck to a gym in the Netherlands? Or do we want to travel the world? And we were, I told him, like, I haven't really had the best time being a digital nomad because, like, you know, I, I would get different, different positions or different like um, business partners and it would work. And then, you know, we would just move on from that if like it wasn't working. And so I was just getting different positions and different sales jobs and it wasn't consistent. And so I was telling him, like, if we're going to be digital nomads, we really need to find something consistent. And then um, what ends up happening is, you know, I'm back in the States and he, um, he's in the Netherlands and he's trying to figure out like, well, should I um, close my gym? Should I get a new gym? Like, should we travel the world? We're just trying to figure it out. And so he ended up going on a magical journey mm-hmm. and realizing like, oh shit, like I probably need to just, he, he basically calls me up and he's like, Trinidad, all I need is my stick, a banana, and you, we, <laughs> wait, like, wait, wait, what's he going to do with the stick and the banana? Like, I understand you, but <laughs> what's he going to do with the stick and the banana? What are you going to do with the stick and the banana, you already? The stick was, uh, was like uh, a token from my um, previous magical trip. <laughs> uh. <laughs> a whole new journey. So the stick was more symbolic. Was it from Peru? Was that... He was the stick from Peru okay. that he like, had done like an ayahuasca journey with. Mm. Um, and so he was like, oh my gosh, like I got to leave. I can't be stuck to this gym. And so he does this. And then the very next day I was like, okay, we're going to just do it. We're just going to go travel. And the very next day he calls me and he's like, I can't do it. I have to have a gym. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I know. What about the stick and the banana, Yuri? <laughs> I know what about this. That's all you needed. And then what ends up happening is this is all right before COVID hit. Yeah. And 
right? And so everything's like, all of a sudden, we didn't even know what COVID was. My mom starts calling me up and she's like, you shouldn't travel on an airplane to the United States because COVID. And I was like, what the fuck is COVID? <laughs> like, I don't even know what this is, right? This was in the, like February okay. when it's just first like happening. And so I didn't know what it was. And I was like, mom, don't believe what the news tells you. Like just, you know, I was like, it's probably nothing. Um, <laughs> and that's what I tell her. And then I end up going back to the States and he's just having this whole thing of trying to figure everything out. And then what ends up happening is I call up Rania, you know, Rania and Gabriel. Mm. And I'm just like, Rania, I don't know what to do because COVID hit and the borders, all the borders started closing. And then the United States closed and Yordi was going to basically possibly sell the gym and then like come to the States or he was going to keep it. And then I was going to come back to the Netherlands in 90 days. And so that's kind of where we were at. And then, you know, Trump says the borders are closed. And I, I'm like freaking out because I'm like, if he can't come here and I can't go there, what the fuck's going to happen? And I call up, um, I call up Branya and, and I was like, babe, I don't even know what to do anymore. I'm looking up flights all over the world and trying to figure out what countries are open. <laughs> I was like trying to figure out like, where could we meet in the world and be together? And anyways, I get off the phone with her and then I go to bed and the next morning I, I wake up to Yordi calling me and he's like, Trinidad. I'm like, what? He's like, I got eight guys in my gym. <laughs> They're packing everything up. Did you see the message that Ronnie and Gabriel sent us? And I was like, what message? I just woke up. He's like, they said we could come to Costa Rica and we only have like two days to get there. 48 hours. We like 48 hours before the borders close. And I need you to go buy a ticket for both of us. <laughs> uh. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> and so, and he was like, literally, I called all my best guy friends up and they're in the gym, like tearing apart, like trying to get. And what happened with him was that he had actually two days before we got this message from Ronnie and Gabriel he had decided finally to just let the gym go. And he did it right before they announced that all the gyms were shut down in the Netherlands. What? Like the timing of it, yeah. The Literally three hours before the government decided that I sent out an email to all my members like, I'm, I'm gonna quit, I'm, I'm gonna do something else in my life. Yeah, it was the timing was un, like so synchronistically aligned. And so like all this stuff was just like lining up and he was like, I don't know what else is a better reason to get rid of a gym than them telling me they're shutting all the gyms down, you know? And so anyways, so we ended up buying a ticket. <laughs> I buy, I find these tickets and I found a flight where we could meet each other in New York. And I knew that he couldn't come in the States, but I thought if he was transitioning, it wouldn't be a big deal. <laughs> so you're going to try to like smuggle him in. <laughs> Yeah, like, but he was only going to be at the airport. He wasn't yeah. going to, like, technically step in USA. But, like, I was just like, he'll probably be fine. Like, he'll just, you know. And so he he ends up flying from the Netherlands to Ireland. And he finds the, like, desk agent that, and it was just to clarify that it's okay for him to get on the plane to go to the U.S. because he's transitioning to Costa Rica. And they're like, no. You can't. All Europeans are banned. What? 
after I spent the night at the airport in uh, in Dublin. In Dublin, yeah. And he was like, he calls me up. He's like, I don't know what to do. Like, he won't let me in. And I was like, oh my God. So we're frantically searching for tickets. And I was like, there's a flight to France. And then from France, you can fly to Costa Rica. He gets to um, France and at France, they were like, you can't go to Costa Rica. The borders are closed. And he's like, no, I'm not. I'm going to ride four hours right before the borders close. And so he went through a whole thing with like multiple buying new tickets, buying tickets new, declined, getting um, tickets, getting declined, no boarding pass, no boarding pass, like so many things. And then this guy who had a, a family in Costa Rica, but he was coming from where? Switzerland. He was coming from Switzerland, got a certified notarized like a certified like a notarized letter from the embassy from the embassy of costa rica saying that this flight will make it just in time before the borders close and it was the same flight that yori was on mm. <laughs> it was so funny and so with this magical man who happened to be in france which where yori got rerouted he like through lots of conversations probably like 10 what are they desk agents telling him no they finally get through like i don't know how much time before the flight left an hour before, an hour before the flight left and he makes it on the plane and gets to costa rica and we both arrived literally four hours before the borders close wow it was crazy and the funny thing the plane that i was on from france came from amsterdam yeah <laughs> like yeah yeah it was it was a it was a it was intense um to say the least so and what are you guys what are you guys doing in uh costa rica so rania's there and are you got was there supposed to be like a retreat and the retreat didn't uh happen like what happened oh you know that rania does the deep woman and the ecstatic awakening both got canceled yeah um they were supposed to happen in um i think it was may and june they both got in canceled. costa rica and so rania was already working on an no in bali oh yeah she it was about yeah it was a bali um you know and she'd already started selling tickets um you know we were really we were all just selling tickets but it was interesting because like usually by the time, like a month before the event, she usually has most of her tickets sold. Yeah. But she was having this weird feeling and she didn't know why. And I was like, did you guys hear about COVID? <laughs> I don't <laughs> know if this is even going to happen, you know? And then she like made the decision to like cancel it all. Um, and we, not cancel, we moved it, of course, like to, you know, basically it got moved to the Spain event, which is happening in September. Um, and so they were actually in the treehouse that Yordi and I are currently in. And Ronnie and Gabriel left, I think, like two or three weeks ago to go to the to, to the beach. Yeah, or one and a half months ago to go to the beach, Costa Rica beach. And we just were like, whatever, we're going to stay here. We're on a horse ranch uh. with like 13 horses. Yeah, we've got it. We're in here. Okay, Mike, this is where like the synchronicities come in <laughs> so um and i i have a sister-in-law that has horses and i've been dreaming about like just going and visiting her because i love horses and yordi also was wanting to be around horses and so we didn't even know what we were coming into we all we knew is that it was an extra house we had no idea it was a horse ranch 
so we get here and there's like 13 horses and we had a quarantine for two weeks. So Ronnie and Gabriel kind of stayed like 10 feet away from us and talked to us when we first got here. Um, so, and we just had a quarantine for two weeks. And the other thing was Yordi and I, when we were in the Netherlands, we wanted cats, but we didn't want the responsibility of ha owning a cat because we wanted to travel the world. Same way, like well, how you wanted a dog, but you didn't want the responsibilities of owning a dog. Oh yeah, you know. And now I have a dog. <laughs> Exactly. I'm like, damn it, exactly. it <laughs> Wait, wait, did you did you end up going to uh, Costa Rica without having any plan what you guys were going to do financially? We had no plan. Um, by the way, Mike, I only had after because so Yordi's cards were getting declined because we were buying so much and moving money so fast. So and, and from different countries. So the, his cards were like, what the, where are you doing? What is going on? So they kept declining him. So I had to buy his ticket and I bought my ticket and I was not planning for that. Um, and also was planning to make money from the retreats. And by the time I got to Costa Rica, I had $300. What? <laughs> and you had no, like yeah. you, were you stressing? Were you, uh, Oh, oh my gosh. O M freaking G. Like, so this is what happened. Like we got here to Costa Rica and we were blown away that we we're on a horse ranch and we we're on top of a mountain in the middle of a jungle, which is beautiful. It's super like gorgeous and pristine. And for a week we were like, oh my God, I haven't seen you in a month. Like super love, all this stuff, right? And then after that week, we were both like, what the, what are we gonna do? Like, I was like, I, what if events are canceled for like, who knows how long? And like, you know, you know, Mike, that's like what I do. I, I do retreats and events, Yeah. <laughs> you know? And so I was like, I don't know. I don't even know who I am anymore. <laughs> and, um, Yordi's like, I just sold my gym and I don't know who I am anymore. And we were both like complete loss of purpose. Mm. And like, I, you know, I was coaching online but even coaching online, um, I had a couple clients while all of this happened who lost their income and couldn't pay me. Um, and so like that went out the door. <laughs> and so I was like, I don't know what's happening anymore. And so I kind of just went into the space of what do I do? Like, how, where, like, where am I going to make money? And I started kind of, I kind of went into like a deep money story of like, how, how am I going to continue living here in this beautiful, pristine, gorgeous place, but I don't have a plan of how I'm going to make money. And I literally sat down and wrote out 10 different retreats and probably like six different programs to launch online. But every single time I tried to move towards any of it, my entire body was like, no. And I couldn't figure out, I would try to like start like building out the course or like marketing it. But every time I couldn't do it. And I was like, what is happening to my body? And, and then I started hearing this voice that was like, Trinidad, just be still, surrender and receive and trust i just kept hearing like this is the time to go inward and this is your time to connect deeper with nature and the animals and insects and the land and i was just like what does that mean 
it was really, really funny because I was like, I don't know how to do that because I'm such a producer. Um, it was really hard, but like the masculine in us wants to produce, produce, produce. And the feminine actually receives and goes into like receive mode, surrender, trust mode. And um, and so I, I went through like this really dark space of like freaking out about like, what, how am I gonna make money? And it went on for like, I swear, probably like three, three to four weeks. Um, and then I just had this epiphany and I was like, well, what if I just enjoyed myself? Because I like, I'm on a horse ranch, which I wanted to be around horses. I've got cats, which I wanted to be cat cats. I had been literally, Mike, I had actually wrote out in a journal multiple times over the years that I wanted to disappear in some kind of jungle forest place mm. where I could just write a novel or something or like really tune into nature and really like tap into like the unified field and like go quantum. And like, I literally was gifted it. It was like, and, and the other thing was they, the people who own the place, they had invited us here. And so like, they actually did, weren't expecting us to pay. We had the conversation with them and we're like, look, we only have this much money in our account and it's enough for like food. And they were like, you know what? The world's going crazy. Just live there. And we were like, yay. Mm. <laughs> and so like all this stuff was like just lining up for me to like tap into like another part of myself. And then, and then one day, like I, I was in a mastermind and she was the coach um, is Stephanie Bellinger from Spiritual Boss Babes. And she's like a really dear friend of mine. And she was teaching like timeline therapy. And um, she was having us do like all these different like hypnosis things. And I was like, you know what? What if I just believed? Like what, what, what harm would it do if I just believed that, that the universe really is on my side? And I can totally trust this unified field and money could just appear for me. And I just dropped into that really deeply. And I kept seeing signs like all around me that like I was gifted this place that I literally had written about and dreamed about. And all these like synchronicities were happening. And I was like, okay, so what if I just did that? And then one night, Yordi and I were like, looking at the stars and I was laying there and I was like, I'm just gonna, I was like, I'm gonna have money magically appear in my account. I was like, I'm just gonna believe it. And I totally, absolutely, from the deepest part of me, money is just gonna appear in my account. And I just started like, kind of like playing, laughing about it and declaring it and really just believing it. And then kid you not, Mike, the very next day, there was $50 in my account. And like, I know that's not a lot, but freaking A, like I go to my account and there's $50 and I was like, what the F? And I check and it's from a friend from a different mastermind in another time period who just put it in my account. And I was like, oh, she must've accidentally sent it to me. So I sent her a message and I was like, hey, um, for some reason you I have $50 from you and I don't know what that is and she was like oh no actually um God told me to put $50 into your account and I was like wait what and I, was, I actually started crying Mike I'm not gonna lie I just started crying and I was like are you 
freaking kidding me? And she's like, yeah. And she's like, I, I just love everything you always post. And I haven't seen you online for a while. And I just heard something God tell me to put 50. And she was like, oh, and by the way, did you receive it? Okay. And I was like, yeah, it's in my account. She's like, oh, good. Cause I wanted to send you more. And I was told to send you more. I was like, what? <laughs> And she was like, yeah, I was actually supposed to send you 200 total. So I'm going to send you $150 more. And I literally just bawled my eyes out. I was like, what in the world is even happening? And I think like that was like a really defining moment for me because I like, I think in that moment I was like, oh, wow. The universe really does care if we really just believe and trust that we deserve that and it will show up, you know? And, um, and so after that, um, I just started to create, I, I, you know, the owner of the house we were in, she had a crack in the foundation of her ground and her sister said, um, cause she, she asked us to do a work trade since we were living there for free. And we agreed, of course, and she wanted us to replace the tiles, but her sister was like, why don't you make a mosaic? Well, I have always, always always wanted to make a mosaic my entire like I can't tell you I've ever since the first mosaic I ever saw I wanted to make a mosaic but I never made the time for it and now I got to do it for a work trade I'll have to show it to you Mike I made this beach mountain scene that goes into these waves mm. with like dolphins it was it's pretty epic and I so I got I was all of the like desires of my heart were just happening um and then, you know, I started writing um, a novel. Um, I started writing, um, uh, started making memes like out of uh, flowers and dead bugs. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's so funny, like all these things I was doing. And then Yordi and I got into this really beautiful, we got into this weird dark space in our relationship because we both were like, we lost our purpose. And then we both were like, fuck it. We actually got granted this beautiful place. And then we, we started creating this YouTube channel like with these characters. I'm not going to talk about it yet because we're going to put it on pause because something else happened in my life, our lives. And so like we just got into this like super grateful place. Like we started, I started waking, we both did, just waking up and being grateful to be in this magical jungle. I can't tell you how many calls I've done over the last couple months and they're like, Trinidad, the birds in the background sound amazing. I'm like, yeah, that's pretty cool. They're always here. And um, so, yeah. And then um, what happened was um, I really needed money because I had to stop all of my bills. I called them up and thank goodness everybody was like, oh, yeah, we have a COVID plan. <laughs> uh, you know? So it was like the best thing and that so could have like, happened to you. <laughs> Maybe, maybe, maybe you were the one that actually released the disease. It was maybe, it was maybe inside Yuri's stick. He's like, that's why I need to bring the stick because I'm getting rid of my fucking gym and I need to <laughs> release this. And the banana, the banana is just there to like, um, keep everybody a little distracted. They're like, oh, I can't be him. <laughs> it's really wild. I, I honestly feel like the magic that has happened for us in this time mm. has been like, I know there's a lot of crazy wild things happening in the world, but Yordi and I literally feel like we're just living in a magical world right now. And, um, yeah, you guys are stuck in a really good place too. Cause had he, uh, stayed in, you know, 
uh, Europe or you stayed in the States, it would have been horrible. Like, I'm so glad I stayed oh in gosh. Bali. I know that. Okay. So the States is like, there's all kinds of why I, I don't really watch the news. Yeah. I have, like, we have friends. Right. And so they tell us and I'm just like, yeah, it's crazy. And then you already does go do research. There's like the Netherlands is getting wild. Yeah. They're like mandating vaccines and they're like really like em emphasizing like to stay away from people. It's just like, I, I mean, and then, and you know, Costa Rica was one of the countries that was barely hit. It's kind of like Bali. Yeah. Um, and so like people are half wearing masks and half not. And like people are kind of keeping their distance, but it's still like, it's, it doesn't feel like any, there had been moments where we went into town and it was like the only people that had masks on were the actual store people. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, it's not so too bad I here in Bali either. Like everyone's just still going to the beach. I mean, the beach was like closed for a little bit. Um, I still went to the gym. The gym's never closed down. Um, oh, the gym didn't. No. It was, wow. Yeah, it, it's, it's been really weird. It's just like we're kind of going through our day-to-day -day lives. You just like kind of put a mask on and I have like this weird mask that, that still allows me to breathe. Like before I'd wear a mask, but then I felt like a little rebellious because they, they were telling us to wear a mask and I was like, no, I won't wear a mask that actually works. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just so weird. Anyway, when we were riding scooters, but like to wear it all the time yeah. is just, I, I just, I have, I'm having a really hard time. I had a friend just post about how she went to the gym and they were doing a group weightlifting class and they were requiring everyone to wear a mask. What? And she, yeah, well, during like, a, like you need oxygen when you're working out, right? And she basically was, she basically wrote like, no way, especially when she's like, she's like two months pregnant. She was like, especially when I'm pregnant, she like walked out of the gym and she's like, I'm no longer going to be working out gyms. Wow. And, um, you know, and, Oh my gosh. So Where was, when, just, when was like the moment of like receiving for you, you know, you're talking about like you're in this uh, really bad headspace and then um, like all of that. And then you, you just, there was just a voice in the back of your head that was just like, receive, receive, receive. And then that's yeah. when I think you messaged me. You were like, you're like, Oh my God, Mike, 13 K or like 40 K. I, I don't know. Like you, yeah. you said something yeah. and I was like, damn okay, girl. Yeah. Like oh, how, yeah, how did that okay. happen? Because because the craziest thing is like, you know, it's like what what you went through, there's so many people that had it not as bad as you, right? And and they're like giving up and you were literally in this place on in a in an island that's kind of like locked away from the world. You only had like 300 bucks. Um your boyfriend's uh credit cards weren't working. You were like in this treehouse. You had no purpose. There was literally yeah. nothing that you knew what to do. So I, I was always like just curious on how people were able to overcome those hardships without going insane or crazy. Because I feel like there's so many people out right now that were in less worse situations than you, but just have completely accepted that that's their fate and not actually, you know, diving deep into themselves, reflecting and then realizing, oh man, maybe, maybe this is actually the perfect time to do X, Y, Z, you know? Yeah. You know, honestly, it was, I just kept getting these messages about how abundance is actually always present and there's money always circulating at all times. 
and I was receiving, I feel like I like got downloaded with some wealth codes. And I mean, it could be all the stuff that I've learned on honestly all over the years, but there was, I just felt this deep inner voice speaking to me. And I just feel like that's my God being self. Um, then the unified field that's what we're connected to. And I just kept getting these messages that abundance always, it literally exists at all times. Money exists at all times. And, and, and it was telling, like the examples it was telling me to do, it was like, look outside. Like the trees don't, like the water comes at just the right times. They're not dying, you know, the, the grass is growing. There's birds flying in the sky. They're never worried about where their food's coming from. And here I am psychologically creating um, a fake story of that I'm gonna die because I'm gonna basically run out of food because I'm running out of money and I'm not gonna live or something. I was creating some kind of fear story that wasn't even true. And I knew because of all the coaching I've done throughout the years, you know, limiting beliefs, (laughs) (laughs) right? I was like, okay, you know, I was like, either I can believe these illusions and lies that I'm creating in my brain that aren't even true in this moment, or I could literally feel the abundance that's happening right in front of me. I got gifted a, a house um, you know, I got to do a work trade and with doing something I absolutely love, which is the mosaic. I get to play with horses and cats. Like, and you know, honestly, like I, I was down to 300 and then somebody donated $200 to me. Yordi ended up getting like help from the Netherlands government. Mm. <laughs> like it was sending him money on a monthly thing. So then it was like, wait a minute, I'm just creating a, like a fear that's not even real. You know, and then I was like, okay, well, if that doesn't exist, what do I get to do? And I was like, you know, well, if I had all the money in the world, what would I want to do? I'd want to create, write books, or I want to like, you know, tap into nature. Like I had everything that I needed right in front of me. Mm. And I, you know, and then I was like, and if abundance is already existing, I just need to do what I love to do and be happy where I'm at and be grateful where I'm at. And then I just need to trust that whatever is coming is going to come. And I literally dropped into that space. And then a friend of mine posted online that she was looking for a VA. I have not applied for a VA position in years, Mike, like years. (laughs) And I just, I get paid such like higher price points than like a VA position. And when I found out that was 14 US dollars, I like debated on applying for a really long time. But then I was like, I really like her. And I started reading the application. I liked the question she was asking. And I was like, fuck it, I'm just gonna apply. I need to pay my bills. I stopped them all. I could start paying them even with this job. And who cares? And I'd actually, just so you know, Mike, I threw out, like I had started a brand called Harderize and I completely threw it out the window and I was no longer attached to it. And I was ready to just be a part of somebody else's company. I was like, I'm done trying to build on my own. I'm ready to just help somebody build their vision. And I'm going to just be happy doing that is what I told myself. And I was basically in my head, I was like, I'm just going to build a brand with your this YouTube channel that we're creating characters and stuff for. And I'm just going to work for someone else and just let go of everything else. And mm. that's literally at the place I was at. And so I apply for this job. And I took like two hours to, to like really be thorough and I send it and I kid you not, like 10 minutes later, she writes me on Facebook and she was like, Trinidad. I'm like, yeah. She's like, I can't, 
hire you. You're too qualified. Like you're way overqualified. And I was like, but I need money. I don't have any money. (laughs) I was like, it doesn't matter. Just give it to me. I'll blow up your company. I have so much experience. Like, just give me the job. And she was like, Trinidad, no, you're just like way overqualified. And like, girl, what are you doing? You should be like creating. I was like, I know I'm just not in that space. And she was like, okay. Um, She's like, I just can't do it. I'm sorry. You'll be miserable. I I wouldn't be happy for you. She's like, but in the future, you know, I'll I'll hire you as my sales manager. I was like, what does that mean? (laughs) Mm. You know, and I was like, okay, wait, I could either be sad about this or I could just be like, you know what? If it wasn't meant, there's something better coming. I always have that motto in life. Like if it's not going to happen, there's always something better coming. And so then I just continued to like go on these epic hikes with Yordi. Like we found these like river, it's kind of like Indiana Jones hikes. It's Mm -hmm. really epic. Mike, you're going to have to come visit us. We'll take you on it. It's so much fun. Um, And like we were just having all this fun and we were like super happy and like just so much stuff. And then two weeks later, that same friend I applied to, she was like, hey, I have a friend who's looking for a salesperson. I was like, great. She connects me to her. We get on the phone. That person hires me like on the spot because she's like, you totally sell the way I do, which I sell from the heart where I'm like serving them. Um, Basically, it's a coach. And when I sell for coaches, I basically serve the client while I'm selling them. Mm. And then they basically buy because they see that they need help um and so anyways I you know I you sign up with her and the the first day on the sales floor I made two sales um and then I just kept selling and in the first week I made her like seventeen thousand dollars no wait that's wrong I made her eighteen thousand dollars in a week what were you selling um, I was selling, she is a coach. So she was selling a thousand dollar coaching program Mm. and, um, and I was selling through the DMS and, um, and that same week I was realizing that there's way too many leads and we could actually have more people in the box. And, um, she had sent me a video of somebody who built out an entire company through the DMS of like Filipino sales assistants. Mm. And she sent me this one video and I was like, oh my God, I could do that. And so I, um, I, I hit her up and I was like, look, I feel like I could build this team out like right now. And she's like, really? I was like, yeah, she's like, do it. And she's like, I don't care how you do it. You can create whatever systems you want. I just want you to track the numbers. I was like, I already got it in my head. I figured I was already figuring it out. So in that same week, I hired two sales assistants and one salesperson. And the two sales assistants were my nieces. Mm. And um, I, the day, okay, Mike, literally the day that I hired Mary June, my one niece, I cried. I literally cried for hours because it was a dream of mine. I always wanted to like work up my coaching slash whatever business online to where I could hire her as my VA. And like, it was coming true. This, this is another dream of mine, just like coming true. Yeah. And and then I hired her sister like a couple days later. And then I hired my sister um, who hadn't done sales in like 10 years, but I didn't know that. <laughs> and um, and then like, you know, holy crap, I trained everyone. And the first week after making 18 grand for 
for that client. She's now a client of mine. We've set it up to where she's my client. Nice. Um, yeah. After making 18 grand for her, I in commissions made 3,500 from that. Um, and then after doing, uh, that whole week and training three new people and then my salesperson making sales on her first day, mm. I was like that, that was on a Saturday night after like a week after I'd started, I sat down with myself and I was like, holy shit, I have something I can sell people. Yeah. And it's like everyone else's products, but then your, your main sale is going to be like with clients that have coaching programs. Exactly. Literally. I was like, oh my God, my, like, I totally just sat down. I was like, I have a company. <laughs> and then I, I literally was like, I, I, well, and here's the thing. Remember I told you that every time I made the coaching program or I wrote out the retreat, my whole body was heavy and I couldn't move yeah. forward with that. Cause maybe there was the like something was, better. This is my body already knew it. Our bodies are so intelligent actually, if we just allow them to teach us. And some people just don't pay attention to the energy of what's happening. But I, I feel like it's something that I've paid a lot of attention to, mm. but I still fight it. I was like, why can't I? And then it hit me because I actually don't like, I enjoy coaching, but not like for a long period of time. Like, yeah. Like you like, you like going in and out. So it's like getting on the phones and then coaching, but then selling and then just handing them off to, you know, the actual coach to yes. do the long-term stuff. Yes, exactly. And when I started doing the sales in the DMS, I was like, OMG, my mm. favorite part of the entire online coaching business is the sale. It literally, I literally get like so giddy while I'm like selling someone mm. and while I'm helping them, I'm like help selling them. <laughs> how does that, how does that even work? So, so you like slide in the DMs, like say, Hey, what up? I'm Trinidad. And yeah. Then so wait. Um, <laughs> you slide in the DMs. So yeah. I've got On your Instagram you account? Like, On your Instagram account? Say it again. Is it is it on your Instagram account or your clients' Instagram account? It's on their Instagram their account. So like that's how like a lot of people in the industry are doing this right now. Mm. And so um it's basically selling as being them. And the thing is, um some there's so many people that want to talk to these coaches, and mm. the only way that they're gonna be able to get to them is like through help and lots of people hire VAs to answer all of their things for them, whether it be email, whether it be like, um, through the DMS or whatever. Um, and you know, it's kind of the way that I view it is kind of like ghosting, like ghostwriting. Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of how I view it. Um, oh, so, so it's really people that are already messaging her or is it, yeah. is it like outreach where she's like finding random people and just like following them and then liking their pictures and then. No, no, no. It's all, it's all through organic traffic. It's mm. people coming to the DMS um, because they want her product anyways. Mm. Um, and so the thing is too, her, she has so many testimonials of success that like everybody just like, like wants it and I work with her to make sure that the people that are in the program get success so we just hired like an accountability coach and we do all these different things to like make sure that everybody's like um 
getting the results. And so the accountability coach is like, what actions have you taken? Because really, honestly, the only people that don't have success with her program are the ones that don't take action, but actually pretty much everyone does. She actually has this like money back guarantee about it. Mm. Um, and literally all they have to do is take action on one thing and then they will be successful. And her client stories are like, they land clients in the first week and they make like four grand or five grand or eight grand. Um, and so it's like, you know, it's really like we're really helping these people to make more money um and so yeah i just built out an entire team and then um i hit up the very next day i hit up a friend um and because i kind of had an intuitive feeling that she was growing and i like you know so i asked her what she was doing um and she got on the phone with me and so another part of my company is i also do an audit of their company of whatever's going on with them and I basically figure out what they need to take off of their plate. And then I, I, I then fire, and then I then hire a like VA um, or VA or like for one, for one client, she wanted a designer and a content person mm. and then a VA slash to sales assistant. And so I then went to my best friend, Vinny, who lives in the Philippines because me and him have been talking about creating a Filipino talent agency, like mm. VA assistant company. Um, because he knows like a bunch of CEOs in the Philippines. Um, and he sent a message out to a couple of them and got hundreds of applications of the top talent in the Philippines. And so it's like a fraction of the cost of what somebody would normally pay in the US, but it's like this price. And so, um, and so then I placed them into their company so that they can like stop doing all the busy tasks, but really, um, and they can just focus on content creation and marketing. Wow. Um, this is actually insane yeah. that you're saying this. Uh, I just felt compelled to tell you this thing um, because it's actually really crazy what you're doing. It's it's exact same thing my sister and my cousin are doing, but for the marketing side of things. So Amazing. I don't know. I just Maybe like and, and they and they literally do it. You you'll never you'll never guess like their clients. Their clients are literally like the clients that you're already serving. So you guys are already serving kind of like the same clients. The only difference is they're just doing like the advertising and Facebook marketing and Instagram marketing and email marketing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. So, so when, when you were telling me this, I was like, Oh my God. No. Cause I remember when I got you on the phone with my sister and I remember, I remember feeling this thing, like, I don't know what's going to happen in the future because she was like a lot younger. This was, you know, a year, a year and a half almost two yeah. years ago. Right. And I was like, okay, this is going to be cool. Trinity is, is like an amazing role model. Uh, she's someone my sister could look up to. This is amazing. She was still like in college. Like I kid you not. Uh, she ended up leaving. Let, let me just paint the entire picture and you, you'll see exactly why what you're saying is just totally insane. Um, so my sister ended up coming to Bali. She was only supposed to be traveling for a month. Um, and then go back and then she was going to get like a really high paying job, right? She already had like offers lined up. Um, but then the last second, she was just like, screw it. She she already had a return flight back home, but she just never went home, right? And mm -hmm. that was a year ago. And then for the past year, she's just been like diving deep, going to like retreats and uh, figuring out what she wanted to do because she was doing advertising and marketing for just like dentists and stuff. But she was like, oh, I don't know if actually want to do that. 
And instead, uh, she ended up moving to Chiang Mai, Thailand, where she kind of did something similar to you, where she was like, screw it. I'm just going to surrender and just like give value and not ask anything in return. And I kid you one by one, clients started coming to her uh, needing help with Facebook advertising and marketing and Instagram marketing and email marketing and website designing. And uh, she was just doing it all for free. But then out of nowhere, uh, it was the craziest thing. Um, she, she was talking, she ended up like getting this retreat house as like one of her clients, which was insane because the retreat, yeah. And, yeah. and, uh, she got the client and then once she found out who the client was, it turned out, uh, her little sister like person, not actual sister, but you know, like a, like a little girl, like a friend that's yeah. like younger was the exact yeah. same a uh, person that facilitated the events when she was in Philippines for like a month or two. And she's like, what the, and it was just, it was just crazy. The synchronistic events that were happening to her. And the craziest thing is every single, like long story short, uh, now she's working with the swans, you know, Rhonda and uh, Brian oh, Swan. Yeah. yeah. And, and they're like, they're like so close and she's doing kind of like uh, the back end marketing for the swans now. Um, but what I'm feeling when you, when you told me that it, it's just like, I feel like all you guys could do something really cool together because you guys oh all kind of have the same client, but you guys all have your own zone of geniuses that just, and everything's already built out yeah. from your end to her end to the other person's end. Um, yeah. You need it. I need to just hit her up because yeah. honest, honestly, I'm like, I have so much work and so many people that are hitting me up to work with me right now Yeah, that like. I can't even keep up with it. So like, I actually was like, I'm this, of course this happened on the phone call with us. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I'm like, <laughs> I was literally, I was literally like the, um, this weekend. And even today I was like, I need another team member. Like I can't do all of this on my own. And I don't, I don't actually do ads. Um, you know, and so it's crazy cause know, they're building out the back end with the team. And, um, uh, my cousin, who is like, just like my sister, she's just 29 or 28. Um, mm -hmm. She has like all of the high level digital marketers in the Philippines um, yeah. that just lost their jobs because all of the clients yeah, of like pulled out. But they're yeah. like, my sister and my cousin are experiencing the opposite thing where they're like, man, uh, there's too much demand. We need to, we need to focus on creating systems first and then they could blow it up. And that's just like with Rhonda's client, right? But there's like Rhonda has so many clients that she wants to unload on them. Yeah. Yeah. But that was just like an idea. You said that and I was like, oh man, I feel like that's what's supposed to happen between Trinity and my sister. Oh my gosh, Mike, so <laughs> I'm a systems person. So yeah. I'm literally building out systems to like automate everything. Well, what I see, what so I see like, is like going to be really powerful is you guys are all like solving the biggest problem in that like coaches don't know how to build a business, right? They're, they're really good at coaching, um, but they don't know how yeah. to build a business. So it's like, if you have one person who's a coach, she's like really good at whatever she does. She doesn't know advertising. She doesn't know sales. She doesn't know systems. She doesn't know email marketing. Um, and by the sound that you're telling me, all of your clients that you're already serving sounds like all of the clients that my sister's already serving. Um, and yeah, it, it's just pretty insane, uh, because I feel like if you guys, I don't know, did something together, it could turn into something sick.
Yeah, no, I'm just going to hit her up. I'll hit Angelica. Like, <laughs> Yo. <laughs> oh my God. She's changed. Honestly, she's changed so much since you've last talked. Like she's, she's, she's a full grown woman now. It's, it's insane. She's a boss. Yeah. She's a boss. Like, I mean, honestly, Mike, I can't tell you how many times I've stopped in the middle of my work day and I looked at Yordi and I'm like, am I really doing this? Mm. <laughs> Like, I was just like, I'm just kind of blown away about how well I am literally applying so many skill sets from so many different jobs that I used to have that are all coming to like a literal, like my entire timeline of my life. Like, and literally that was the timeline therapy we did. We had, she had me visualize like something into my future and that's literally happening right now. I visualized like me making a 30 grand month and now I'm like at 40 <laughs> and like, you know, um, I, you know, I can't even believe I made $10,000 cash. Like I'm just kind of blown away and I have people knocking at my door and I just, I have exactly what people need. And, you know, I even, I even found a guy that like is killer DMs and IG and I was just doing Facebook messenger. And then I found out that another friend of mine specializes engagement over in LinkedIn. And so I'm like literally building all of these, like, Hey, I have this other friend that does this and like, Oh my gosh, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. You just got to find a way to kind of like fit the pieces of the puzzle together. Yeah. Yeah. It's literally, I had to come up with an idea of like, what, what are my core service that I offer? And so my core service is the DM sales and the placement of talent into people's companies. And then I do help with like funnels up, up to a certain extent. Cause I don't do, I don't do paid ads. I've only ever done organic traffic. And yeah. I mean, you're really good at it. You know, I remember when I saw yeah. you do it, I was like, what is she doing? Everyone's like, yeah. <laughs> so I'm really good at building like organic traffic and also helping people build like Facebook groups and stuff. But yeah. like when it comes to paid, I, that's not my area of expertise. But that's something um, that you could sell though. Cause it's like, you never have to have that as your expertise. Uh, Cause I, I learned this from other people that like that you specialize in one service, but then you have kind of like a bunch of strategic alliances with other service providers. And then you could still make money by just recommending the service. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what we're doing. We're all referring people to each other. Like, yeah. I'm literally. In yeah. You need to tap into my sister. Cause she has so much clients for you. I feel like. I know it's so funny because I'm literally in a space right now, Mike, where I'm like, I will never run out of clients. Yeah. Like, like I just, I, I, I feel like, I hit this. I don't know when I like. I literally tapped into the frequency of abundance, and it was like, boom. How did like, you? How did you feel? How did you feel when you went from three hundred dollars cash in bank to ten grand cash in bank? Oh my gosh! I can't tell you how many times I've jumped up and danced in circles. Literally, like, like I ran in circles. Did Yuri get a stick? Did you buy Yuri a banana? Yeah, I got a stick. <laughs> And we're just, well, he's actually selling for me now. He's one of my, he's actually my top salesperson right wow. now. Wow. Ridiculous. But he just, and he's never done sales. He's never done sales, but he listened to me train everyone over and over again. And he just is solid now. And he's mm. like kicking butt. And, um, you know, and, you know, I, my goal, like for me, I'm only want to work with heart centered people that are really making a difference and a change in people's lives. Yeah. Um, 
flesh or really care about the earth or humanity, you know, like I don't want to work for anyone that just wants to make money. Mm. Like that doesn't motivate me at all. So I do interview all of my clients to like see their like true motivations. Mm. Um, and so it's really important for me to work with like heart centered people that really care about, and really do have testimonials that they've changed people's lives. Um, it really makes it easier. Um, and yeah, I just, like for me, I'm kind of still in that daze of like, whoa, this is happening. <laughs> I, and I'm looking at incorporating it as in Estonia. Like, <laughs> you know, like I was looking at Costa Rica versus Estonia versus like Singapore. And like, it just feels like Estonia is the way to go. Um, so I'm just looking at like, I'm, I'm making contracts for clients. Like, oh my God, I'm turning into like, I'm yeah. like, literally... A grown woman right and none of that would have happened none of that would have happened if all of like that bad stuff didn't happen in the beginning exactly it's so funny oh you know i think one of the biggest lessons that i learned is this so many people think that they have to find their purpose and I never understood when coaches talked about this, like, like everyone tries to find your purpose and they're like, your purpose finds you, <laughs> you know, and the coaches say that and you're like, what do you mean? Mm. <laughs> and literally I did not find this. Like it, it is so wild how the company that I'm building is literally the skill sets that I've had my entire life through different positions, but could have never thought to put it together. I, fell into it by somebody giving me like believing in me and giving me the opportunity to work for them. And then I created it. And then I was like, Whoa, I have a company. And so I feel like what it really taught me was you really don't have to find the purpose. It will find you. You just have to follow your bliss. Mm. Like in every moment, like I followed my, I wanted to be with Yordi. We went to the Costa Rica. I wanted to live on a ranch, you know, with horses, like all of these things. I just kept following my truest, like heart's desire. And then I also feel like it's important to get into gratitude and really, really be thankful for everything that you currently have and stop worrying about, like, honestly, I'm going to sit here and be like, I, I was actually in in debt like i'm i think like what was I, what am i in debt like fifteen thousand dollars from all the different courses i've done over the last four years probably mm. um and i could have let that well i did that that whole month that i was like depressed and going into money stories and whatever i let it get to me and then i had a moment where i was like who cares i'm just gonna stop them like the interest is still going to tack on, but either I can look at it as a weight mm. or I could just say, you know, I'm going to pay it off. I know I am. I'm just waiting for that opportunity to come along for me to do it. And now I'm just like, shoot, I'm going to pay that off in like a couple months, mm. <laughs> you know, or if, if I wanted to right now. Oh, but we got a COVID gonna, plan. Yeah. Right. COVID plan. You don't have right? to pay it back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. I think that, People create so many stories. We, as people, just create so mm. many stories about money. Why do you think we do that? Um, I think that really, honestly, it comes from the programs that happen to us from zero to seven because we, our brains were in theta, um, you know, and 
you know, that there's that saying that the Spartans would say, you give me a man or boy from zero to seven, I'll turn him into man. Because literally like from zero to seven, our brains are in theta wave. And if you've been like, theta wave is hypnosis state. And, and so basically in zero to seven, kids are being hypnotized by whatever they're surrounded by. And so I really believe that most of our money stories come from our childhood, whether it was our parents or society or whatever was on TV. Um, and then we told ourselves these stories like our whole life. And then what happened is we believed it and then we sent, like we kept believing it. And so then the universe, what it does is it returns to you what you believe. And so then it would just reaffirm all of, of the, those beliefs. And so then you, you believe that like, say you think that it's hard to get money or you have to work hard to get money because your parents were like, we have to work really hard to get money. And like, this isn't easy or maybe they saw their parents lose their job. And so then their reality and their body and their mind is like, it's hard to get money. And then, then they create it for themselves and then they work hard to get the money. And so, you know, it's just reinforced and reinforced. And, and so when you realize, for me, it's like when you realize that money is just an energy, it's an energetic field and it's exchange of energy. It's exchange for like a service that you're doing. You're always paying somebody for a service or whatever, or buying a product that you, somebody made. And it's literally an exchange of somebody's creation and energy. And so when you realize that that's, that's what it is and we don't have to put, we as humans put stories or parameters around what we think that money is. But when you drop into the field of that, it's actually just money exists. It's just a form of like exchange. And that's all that it is. And if we see it as a form of exchange and we see it also as like an energy, it's actually a relationship. So it's really changing our, the way we view it and how we treat it and in a relationship with ourselves. And I think once you start like doing the work and realizing that actually it's there to help you and help others, um, and you stop treating it like whatever. Like I think that I, me personally, um, I treated it like it was such a burden or it was hard mm. or like, you know, um, I had a lot of different stories about money. And then when I let those go and I was like, what if I just trusted that it's abundant because the universe really is abundant if I were to sit back and look at it, you know? And um, yeah, I just feel like when people let go of those money stories, and you really just start to trust that like innately that everything will happen and take aligned action towards your dreams and desires. Like things, things just synchron, just like your sister, mm. things just synchronistically start to line up. It's like, as soon as you get that dream in your heart and you t move towards it, like stuff just starts to align. And, and literally in the last, I don't know, like four weeks, cause it's only been a month. Like, I can't tell you how many different synchronicities between different people that have decided to sign up and work with me have happened. Mm. It's really incredible. Yeah, that's, that's, that's insane. Like when, when you messaged me and you're like, I have so much things to tell you. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm so busy. I don't know. And then I was like, oh, screw it. Like, look, we could uh, go back to podcasting because I stopped podcasting, right? And then you're like, no. But then I'm like, no, let's just record it just in case something cool happens or whatever. Because that was that was like one of the ideas that I had. I was like, oh man, like sometimes I just don't want to make content that's not like heartfelt or present or exactly 
you know, authentic to what I'm actually feeling or what, what the world is feeling right now. So I'm like, man, there needs to be a better medium. And then back in the day, or not back in the day, but like last year, I was uh, doing podcasting, but there was just really nothing to talk about. And it was just only to the people in Bali. But I don't know. I think it's so dope that, you know, we just recorded all of this because now it's kind of like, like a memory that was recorded in time. And it was, Mm -hmm. it's something that, you know, we could look back at and be like, wow, did all of that actually happen? Like, how did that all happen? You know, and and to just timestamp exactly the feeling that you were feeling in that moment compared to where you're going to be five years from now, or even like in the next 12 months, uh, based off of the trajectory that you've been going. So I'm like super excited for you and everything that you've done. Thank you, Mike. I mean, honestly, I, 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 I'm seeing bigger, like, you know, me, I'm like, for me, like I'm making all this money, but I'm still not, I'm not spending a bunch of it. I'm actually taking it and putting it aside to help build sex traffic shelters all over the world. Um, and so I'm literally seeing the dream, my real dream coming true through me, like really creating this company. Um, and I'm doing something I love and then I'm going to be shifting towards that. And mm. I'm also working on another project, which we can talk another time about this, but I'm, I'm, I'm about to launch in a couple, like three to four weeks, a new social media platform with a bunch of really incredible people. And there's an entire synchronistic story that goes with that. And I just have to be another time, <laughs> but, um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's really, really wild. Actually. I can't believe, like, I feel literally Honestly, I've said this to Yordi a couple times. I was like, I feel like I'm kind of like operating at light speed right now or something. Like, I just, like, I can't, I can't even, and I don't know if this is happening for you, but it sounds like it's happening for your sister. But I just feel like the synchronicities and everything that keeps, like, people are, I feel like sometimes people just randomly hit me up and I'm like, what is even happening anymore? Mm. I just, I feel like, I feel like the people that have done the work and are really ready to excel right now. I feel like this world and this earth needs um, those of us who are light leaders to really step up. And I feel like because of that, like the connections are happening faster, mm. synchronicity and the alignment. Um, because there's also a, a vast majority of people in the world right now freaking out because they lost their jobs and whole companies the mom and pop stores like so many people are losing their jobs and their businesses right now and they really need um leaders to Mm. just step up and help them so yeah no it's crazy And, and i'm like seeing uh some patterns right uh like when you were trying to build your events company and you wanted to build your own personal brand um and and go through that like looking back, it almost felt like, you know, even though that was like a really good dream, you were, you were forcing yourself. Right. And then I remember, uh, we would talk and and you would have certain things that you, you just didn't know or were uncertain when it came to that. But listening to how you speak now about this project that you, and you're more like in that sense of power and, and it's almost like easier, right? Like there's an easy way to do things and a hard way to do things. And it seems like in the past, you just, for some reason, like bring on the hard stuff, but exactly. it, it just seems yeah. like in the past 30 days, you've, you finally like tapped into something really special, um, and figuring out just like how you operate with, 
you know, who you are as a person. And it seems like actually the secret to not just like your situation, but to like everyone's situation, it's a lesson that I should definitely um, like really listen in on too. And it's just what, what you did is you just dropped your ego and you just, Exactly. You, you just, I was about to say that. you saw, like, yeah. how, how do you say it? It, it was about people, right? It was more about yeah. the we mentality instead of me. Like, harder rise, it's more like, how can me do this? How can I do this? How can I do this? But now it's shifted and you're like, okay, how can we do this? And then now yeah. it's more of a client based service instead of an actual product that you're selling. But now, once you kind of like, opened yourself up to that idea. It's just like the world was like, okay, Trinity, that's what we were waiting for this entire time. Yeah. <laughs> now we could actually start doing that for you. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You know, I, I want to share a little bit more about that too, because yeah, when I was working with you um, and I was doing Heart Arise, but I was doing events with you, I was really attached. I had like, well, I can actually break this down. I remember you were like, my events, my events, yeah. my, and there was like thunder in the background. And I was like, Jesus, okay, it's your events. Here's your, here's your money, Trinity. You're like, pay me. My events. I'm like, okay, the your events, Trinity. I don't even like events. So funny. Yeah, I literally, so here's what it was. Um, I had been in a relationship with somebody and like I had lost my identity after like we broke up for a little bit because I was like, who am I? I, yeah. trying, I had to re-figure out who I was. And I was trying <laughs> to prove to everyone and myself that I mattered. Yeah. And um and that I could do something like leave my imprint in the world. And so I like started to build this ego around the fact that I could do really badass events. Mm. And I was literally hiding behind the badass events. And I literally had this attachment to it because I thought that that's what made me special. And I thought that that's what made me important. And I thought that's what, how people would accept me. And, um, and I got so attached to it. And so I also had a wounded um, healer archetype going on <laughs> um, because I wanted to help people, but it was the, like, and I had, I have good motivations. I still do want to help people, but I had this thing where like, I wanted to, to like be known as the person who helped other people. Mm. And so um, it was some really deep ego work that I had to like, break apart and look at how did you break it apart oh my gosh man it happened when corona hit <laughs> that month that i went through that depression yeah <laughs> i was like oh my god i'm just so attached to this brand and this name and this the events like that i you know i was so attached to the idea of it and who it made me be that i couldn't um I couldn't actually operate in my fullest. And so that's why I said that I threw harder eyes out the door and I was ready to just work for someone else. And I was ready to just build someone else's brand and not care about who I was or what I could do because I saw the ego that was surrounded around it, that I couldn't even be, I just couldn't be that person anymore. Mm. I was like, 
there's no way that I could continue to be that person because the universe literally is throwing up blocks left and right at me that like fix this. Mm. <laughs> like go look at this and change this within yourself. And so I, I looked at it and I was like, I don't need to be the main person. Like I can just work for someone else and I can dive deeper into like what's really going on with me in this. Um, and it really, my thing was, I was so determined for everybody to know that I was like the person that was helping sex traffic survivors, um, victims, that I like that it was this persona that I was trying to represent that I couldn't, I wasn't even looking at what I needed to do for myself to like take care of my basic needs. Mm. Um, and that ego over there that was trying to show everybody like I'm this magical person that cares about everyone wasn't allowing me to step up into my power actually. And so the moment that I dropped it and was like, I'm just going to be a regular human <laughs> that is going to work <laughs> on my stuff again. <laughs> And I'm going to help someone else build their company and learn from them because I obviously have a lot to learn. And I'm just going to do that. And it's so interesting because I feel like the moment that I dropped it and let it go and just was okay with like learning from somebody was like the moment it all shifted. It literally shifted. And then I got into a position that led to me creating my own company. Um, but like, I think really in fun. the long term grand scheme of things, they'll accidentally give you exactly what you've wanted initially. And that's like a big, you know, brand. And then you can maybe do events. Right. But it's like, it's like, it's, it's kind of like how water just settles in the least resistance. You know, I think this was always there for you because you already always had the network. Right. But it was just, you had to kind of settle down into certain, uh, like ideologies or beliefs or, or whatever situations for you to kind of like have you be presented with this opportunity. But then once you dive deep into this, it's like a year or two, once it's like systematized and automated, then that's actually, I think when you're ready for like that next level, which is what you originally wanted, right? It's just, you know, it was like the fastest way you, you thought that the fastest way was like a straight line but the fastest way was actually this weird line that seemed like the longer way. So you're like, I don't know if I want to do that because, you know, this event thing and the sex trafficking, this is my main like vision. I just, it's a straight line. I just got to go straight to it. Yeah. But even though like you could probably see it just right in front of your face, like, oh, it's just so easy. I just got to do this, 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 and then I'll be seen as this, you know, powerful woman that actually means something it was kind of like a, like a hallucination or not, it was like a mirage, right? Where you think things are a lot closer. And then every single time you started running towards it, it just felt like further and further and further away. And then here's this long path where you're like, oh, here, I want to be a VA, a virtual assistant for $14 an hour. I don't know about this. Oh, this might be like a year or two years away from my goal of paying off my credit card debt or, you know, like creating my event-based business or, um, you know, helping the, the, the people that are in like poverty or the planet. Oh, I don't know, $14, that's kind of below my pay grade, but screw it, why not? And then that part, which to anybody 
looking at that would have been, oh, that's going to take forever to pay back my stuff. That ended up being the fastest way and the straighter line than the actual original idea that you had. Yep. You got it. That's exactly what happened. Like, like literally, like I knew that that applying for that job and not being egoic about it, but just being like, you know what? I, I, this is where I'm at in life. I literally threw away my brand. I don't even care to build it anymore. And Yordi was like, what are you doing? It's such a brilliant brand. And now like <laughs> my company is now called Harderize Marketing because I wow. Harderize. <laughs> you know, I will eventually go back to it, but like, I'm not attached. Like I, I literally, I threw it away. I wasn't attached to it. I was willing to take the lower thing um, because I knew it was like, you know, those movies, those karate movies. Yeah. Like the wax the on guy, wax off. Yeah. Where like the guys do something like, oh, I forget which one it was. It might've been IP man mm. where the guy, like he basically does something and out of um, pride, he like hits the sky and like really hurts him instead of just battling without really hurting. Mm. And then he goes to work as a dishwasher in like San Francisco somewhere to like live out his karma Mm. which then leads to all these really awesome things. But like, I just feel like there are moments in life where we need to just be humbled. Mm. And in those moments, like it's almost like the juiciest moments of your life because you, you get, you, you have this big idea of like person or whoever you think you're going to become. And then when you let go of it and you just, you know, go to this humble place of like trusting that like everything's somehow going to work out. And I was in the place of the, like the IP man. I was like, I need <laughs> to wash dishes. Like yeah. give me the dishes, like give me the dishes because mm. something's not working. Um, and I can't figure it out, but I'm okay with the dishes because I I'm ready to just learn from someone else and, you know, like be happy just being able to learn from someone and travel the world still by learning like online from someone. Mm. And that led to like this magical doors opening for me. And I just think that that's one of the biggest lessons that people can learn. Just don't put anything beneath you that like, you know, maybe it's a seven, 10, $11 job that like, you don't know what it's going to lead to. And I didn't even get the job. Mm. And so I think that's what's so important is that we try to figure out the plan in our heads or the dream or like how it should be. Like I was like, I'm going to do these hard arise events and I was going to, I threw in masterminds into it. I had a party. It was like way. <laughs> oh my God. That was insane. Like I remember, I, I remember seeing that and I was like, what's going on? There's so much shit going on right now. I know. Yeah. My first Tartarize event, I had like a mastermind with a party with all these other things. And there were, I was managing like 60 people and at, my mom got sick at the end, like right the day before that, that event. Yeah. I like, I had like, I cried a lot and had a couple breakdowns and was like, who am I? I was trying to be everything. Yeah. And you can't be everything. And well, what's just, like, What's like your uh, plan after this? Like once uh, coronavirus is done or over with, like, do you see yourself staying in Costa Rica or? Yeah. So that's really wild. We're actually looking at buying land out here. <laughs> I mean, I even considered um, uh, incorporating out here. So really? we're going to start. Yeah. We're going to start looking into buying land because we have friends that have bought lots of land, but they're only basically letting people rent the land and I'm yeah like, nah. so it's like bali 
Yeah, I want land. I want like real land. And so we're going to look into buying out here. Um, That's amazing. You know, and yes. Yeah, I've so, always wanted to go to Costa Rica, actually. Come visit me. Oh my gosh, I'm telling everyone because, you know, the way they do it is the same way with Bali. They yeah. just do, they fly out and then get their visa stamped and then we come back in. So it's like, I already do that in Bali. And oh, really? What's the, what's the, um, what's like the visa it's situation? 90, it's a whole 90 days. 90 days? So like, yeah, dude. What? 90 days. Yeah, that's what's up. <laughs> Maybe I go to Costa Rica. I wanted, I, uh, I, I was going to live in Georgia for a bit, but then I, I, I've always wanted to, uh, I don't know, like go to something Bali-esque, but maybe in Europe. This is Bali-esque. It's totally Bali-esque and it doesn't yep. get, it's the same, same temperature pretty much year round. Um, there's a lot of mountains, but there's also tons of beaches mm. and the people are super nice and we're taking Spanish. We're learning how to speak Spanish. Oh, this is insane. Cause I love Spanish. Like. Uh, I know you do. Yeah. I know you do. <laughs> and you're actually really good at it. Maybe accent, you've got the accent down. <laughs> yeah. No. No. I. I. I'm like. I. I want to. I don't know. I feel like I've been. I've realized this. I've been in Bali almost two. By the time I. By the time my lease is up, it'll be three ish years, and I'm like, damn, you know. And, and I feel like Bali's been really good. But I don't know. I wanna. I wanna be more nomadic again, right? And and I feel like uh, my brain hasn't been growing as fast as it did when I was in transitory periods from like Thailand to Bali or uh, from Bali to Europe or something like that. So I don't know. I'm like trying to feel into that, and I'll probably live in Georgia for a bit, and then maybe travel yeah. in Europe. But then I I don't know. I'm trying to find. Is there a country, but the states or the? Is it, is no, 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 not like the states. I'm not going to Atlanta. I'm. It's okay, like, I was like, what are you doing? Why right? Is is that the most randomest right place? Now? Yeah, I'm gonna live in uh, Georgia. Yeah, out of all the places, like why like, Georgia? No, 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 no. Okay, so the country Georgia, the country Georgia, is super dope. It's it's right between Europe and Asia. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's Russian. There's like a really big like uh, expat right community there, there's like a big expat community there the food is good um my friend my friend johnny fd he, he said he's been looking for the next chiang mai thailand because uh the visa situation with thailand has been insane and he said he said he's been everywhere right like costa rica portugal uh Medellin, um las palmas uh the grand canary islands um every single nomadic hub yeah out there yeah, and, and yeah. he said yeah. he said that he couldn't find like that next chiang mai something where it's like okay you know the wi-fi is good there's a good community uh things are cheap you could also invest it's really good for banking uh for u.s citizens really? yeah, yeah, yeah like Yay. a lot of a lot of u.s citizens yeah that too like estonia georgia they're really like opening up to things, uh, especially for like offshore accounts for U.S. citizens. So that's why a lot of U.S. people are moving to Georgia. Um, it's like in the mountains. So I'm like going to test it out for like a month or three. Uh, my sister's yeah, moving there. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. She's moving there. So she was okay. the one that told me about it. She was like, yeah, we're going to Georgia. And I was like, I don't know. It sounds so random. I'm usually used to like tropical random. countries. And then she just explained oh. it. And uh, 
it, it, it has four seasons, right? So I'll probably only be there for like spring and summer. And then uh, they have a year long visa. What? Yeah. So, so, yeah. so they're literally trying to brand themselves as like the perfect country for expat digital nomads. They're, yeah, they're like banking is really good for U.S. citizens. Um, it's more like you could dress up. Uh, that's that's one of the reasons why, like, I feel like a lot of people in Bali and Thailand are actually moving to Georgia because you could kind of get like the best of all worlds. And then you have a year long visa. The flights to Europe are pretty cheap. So what I was thinking, I was like, OK, I want to create my life where every three months I'm like moving. So maybe three months in Bali, three months in Georgia, three months in Europe and then three months. And I was I was literally thinking somewhere in South America so that I could maybe visit the States every now and then. So maybe Costa Rica. I know. It's so funny. I don't want to go to the States either. It's really wild. Yeah. I, you know, I have family. and I, You don't want to go to Georgia, Atlanta? No, no, I don't. Not Atlanta. <laughs> I just. I don't know. It's, it's, I don't, the, everything I'm hearing about it doesn't feel good. I would go to see family, but yeah. I'm, I'm doing, we're doing the same thing. That's our plan is like go to places three months a year out of the year, like different places. Cause if you stay um, in one place too long, it just, you know, time just starts moving faster and it's kind of scary, you know? Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm well, thinking maybe, doing something like that would be really good. I still want to go to Egypt. Like, you know, <laughs> gotta go see the pyramids and yeah. the camel like i did it i did it you know and so i just i'm very curious i honestly mike what's gonna go i mean i know people are flying but like the airline industry took a big hit yeah i don't know what's gonna happen i think we just i don't know i think it's actually the perfect situation uh to just really focus on business now actually because exactly. it's like the people that really focus and double down in on how they can help people right now in this crazy situation i think it's actually like the biggest opportunity for business so maybe this is just kind of like the world or the universe just giving us a sign and be like okay um for this period of your life uh we're actually just going to take away all distractions you can't even have events there's no ecstatic dance uh there's no anything you know like think about it and then like okay for this period of time we're going to help you get 2020 vision and just really focus on your purpose and your finances and your business so that after this, then it's just like the next brick of your life or the next level of your life. And that's actually enjoying the fruits of your labor. But I feel like, you know, we get so distracted with ADD of like all this opportunity and all these events and like feeling we're FOMOing. So I'm seeing this, I'm literally seeing this like, okay, my lease ends in February. The world is going to be probably a little bit weird for the remainder of this year, right? So I'm, I'm, I'm literally gonna see, especially like with elections coming up. So like the world always, like a lot of weird things happens during election years anyways. Um, so there's probably gonna be a lot of ups and downs for the next, I don't know, up until 2021. So I was literally thinking this is a perfect opportunity to just double down and just focus on business, wealth and finances. And then, when the world opens up again, you've already done the work, but instead of balancing all these plates uh, and trying to spin all of them at once, it's just allowing us to focus on one plate at a time and really make it the best spinning plate ever, you know? Yeah, 
I agree. I agree. That's exactly what I have been telling lots of people actually. Yeah. I, I, and like, I know like everybody gets caught up on all the different things with COVID, like conspiracy theories. (laughs) Conspiracy. There's so many things that people want to get caught up with. And I'm not going to say that like, I might've like gone into some of it. a little. Oh, I went in so deep. My dad went in so deep. I was sending my dad all the links. Oh my gosh. Like, and, and you already did too. Okay. He I'm wearing, I'm wearing it. shungite right now to like, <laughs> like protect. I, I never wear like freaking crystals. Cause I thought that was just weird. But I was like, man, I gotta wear this shungite to protect myself from the electromagnetic rays. <laughs> I love you. Oh my gosh. Mike, have you, I miss you so much. This is why you and this, the, the sentence you just said, have you watched Shira yet? Oh my God. I'm totally. Gonna no, no, no. That. I got, I got, I actually have to head out uh, pretty soon, yeah. but uh, what's cool. it called? Uh, yeah. Send me, send me that thing. Cause I think this is the second or third time you told me about this. Yes. Because, okay. Is it on Netflix? It's on Netflix. What's and it called? The reason I want you to watch Netflix, it's called She-Ra. It was an 80s show. They did a remake remake of it. And there's this one character named Bo. <laughs> I'm Bo. Brown. His name's Brown. And he's Brown. And his name's Brown. <laughs> his name's Bo because he shoots bows. And he's a badass. Um, but he also, he like has your personality. Okay, I'll I go look at it. Is, it. is it good? I, I, I'm really... So I'm, good. I have like a love-hate relationships with the series because I'm like, man, this is going to be a commitment. It is a commitment, but literally it like, it's, it's, it's a, I mean, it's a cartoon. Come on. It's like kind of like, oh, Avatar. it's a cartoon. Kind of like Avatar. It's okay. kind of like Avatar. kind of like Dragon Ball Z, but All right. like with a, a chick as the main like fighting character. And then Bo is one of the other main fighting characters. A chick trinity? I, is she, is she a chicken? Yeah. Is she, a woman? A does woman, she lay eggs trinity? <laughs> You're funny. Thank you. Thank you. A woman. So anyways, but <laughs> seriously, watch it because like, yeah, I'll check it out. Yeah. And I will say that like what I, I wanted to finish this was that I feel like a lot of people are trying to like go into all the conspiracy theories and great. And I hope everybody like does the research, figures it all the things out. But yeah. I actually did all of that stuff like years ago. Mm. So I already knew about some of the stuff already. Um, and I just, for me, like, it's either we can focus on all that stuff and make ourselves feel crappy yeah, or we can do what we can do to help other people wake up and be like really powerful people Mm. that have control of their lives and have freedom and have money and understand what it is. And so I think the people that are really kicking butt right now are really stepping up into leadership. And really stepping up, serving people and helping them like mm. in whatever capacity that they need. So, yeah. Awesome. Song. Man, I'm so glad I talked to you, actually. Like there's so many things that you said that that um, really solidified some things in my mind. So I, I appreciate you for coming on and just talking to you. We should definitely do something like this at least once a month because I don't know. Like, there's can you ma- can you imagine can you imagine us recording all of our conversations last year and just having like a little file of <laughs> history of, of the things that we talked about? Like, I just think yeah, it, it would be dope because, the conversations. <laughs> because then we, then, then we could just see how much we've grown. Right. And it's kind of like an accountability thing. So we should definitely uh, keep each other up to date at least once a month, like maybe at the end of every single month or something. And, and it's just like nice talking to you because so much things happen in 30 day periods that, you know, 
like you just found out I'm moving to Atlanta after this conversation. I know. No, no, no. No, actually, my parents, my parents might move to Georgia too. Okay, that's no Georgia, the country. Yeah, the country. Yeah, I know. I think it'd be dope. My dad. Oh my god! Like Your my dad, dad is going through. He he's starting a YouTube channel. He's going through this crazy oh, spiritual yeah. awakening right now. I really, it's amazing. Like I I get on the call, so I I have. A, a daily talk with my family every single night, my dad, my sister, my mom, uh, because we weren't talking really much. So it was like, okay, maybe like this is something that we could do. And that's one thing that came out of this COVID thing is, you know, my relationship with my family is the closest it's been in years. Um, but I get on the phone with my, with my family and my dad is doing Qigong uh, it's so weird. He's like talking about sexual transmutation. He's reading Dr. Joe Dispenza. He's reading Montauk Chia. Uh, what? Yeah, yeah. He's like, I want to go to Chiang Mai and, and hang out with Montauk. And and I'm like, what's going on? Yeah. So awesome. And he bought, he bought a Faraday cage to, to uh, cover the Wi-Fi router to prevent radiation. <laughs> So awesome. Yeah, he's he's it's it's amazing to see the person that that he's becoming through all this, and he's just spending most of his time reading now and meditating, and he's doing like a lot of crazy meditations. And I'm like, what is going on? You know, he he was like so strict before, and now he's kind of just waking up. So yeah, that was just like a quick update. So there's so much crazy things that are happening. I've got to like hit your dad up and be like, yo, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> I think you and my dad need to start a podcast. You should. Yeah. Oh, Trinity. Oh, it was by the way, yeah. I just want to say this real quick. Organite is really good at blocking the EMF radiation stuff. And then Buddha Bali, you know, in, in Bali, the yeah. little store, they sell these little, like they, they sell things to block it from your phone. They what? sell the organite there. I don't really hold my phone there. anymore. Good for you. Yeah, I yeah. actually have then, a... What? Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you're saying? Oh, I was going to tell you, my friend um, got a hold of this Tesla stone um, <laughs> that she's selling. What? People. Yeah, we're going to have to talk another time. Mm. But Yeah, no, I just yeah. I really have to go because I, I had other things yeah. Yeah, yeah. planned out. But, yeah. but, like, I think this is dope because we could catch up and we could record it and... Uh, it's just dope hearing from you because I feel like we went through so much and, and you're like a really close friend. So thank you for reaching out because I'm I wouldn't have I'm so just focused sometimes that like sometimes if nothing is in my vicinity, then I won't actually reach out. So I really appreciate you reaching out um, because this conversation was amazing and I really enjoyed it. Shira, because Shira made me think of you. That Bo character, I was yeah. like, everything Bo does, I'm like, stop it. This is Mike. They like, they. I feel like they studied you. Maybe. And they made a character after you. Wow. And I, he literally laughs like you too sometimes. And I'm like, this is a little, like, kind of creepy. And I kept turning to Yordi and I was like, this is Mike, like, in care, like, cartoon, like, being. <laughs> Mike so much. I kept, so much I kept saying that. I was like, I miss Mike. What is going on with him? Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. Anyways, 
I'm going to, I said it twice now, five times now. Go watch that show. Okay. I'll go watch it. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll talk Sorry, to you bye. in a uh, messenger. Nice talking to you. Okay. Cool. Okay. See ya. <laughs> bye.